again. Uh, welcome along to the Locked In With podcast, Christchurch Escapes podcast. Everybody's doing a podcast now. Here's our go. My name is Ash Gibson, one of the pastors at Christchurch Escape. In each of these episodes, um, what we do is we just really talk to people and try and figure out how they are coping as they are locked inside of their houses and have been for the last a year or so and we're sort of digging around to find out what they're getting up to see if they've got any tips or any wisdoms or any insights about how they're getting through and probably more important than that how their faith is bearing up in this time today i am locked in with chris lawrence who used to be at christchurch a couple of years ago she's a missionary with WEC. welcome chris thank you and we're just going to fire straight in so some of you will know chris and others of you won't can you give us um, five words, and I don't know if you've pre-prepped these or if you're going to wing these words, uh, five words that might just give a bit of insight into you and what you like. Okay. Um, a hard one in a way. I'm not great at describing myself or knowing myself. I think I need some outside help for that. <laughs> it's a tricky so one, I'd, isn't it? It's a tricky one, yeah. I'd say quiet. I think I'm more at ease with a few people than a crowd. Fun. Okay. Complete. Quiet. Fun. Number three. An avoider. I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> An avoider. Um, yeah. An avoid, avoider of. Conflict. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a conflict avoider as well, yeah. Um, quiet, fun, and an avoider. That's three. You got two more. Caring. Caring. I asked a couple of people and they that's what they said. They both said that. And insecure. Yeah. Insecure. All right. Okay. So quiet, caring, avoider, insecure. Um, it's funny, isn't it, when you get to that point where you've got to try and think how you best. Because it, it, I guess there's hundreds of words that we could use to describe ourselves. But I guess when you're forced to picking the words, you can kind of, like you can on Facebook, you can you can describe whoever you want to be, I guess. And it's, um, but that's their, their honest, um, and interesting and insightful, uh, words. Um, yeah. Um, in one sentence, Chris, how did you come to be, well, tell us where you are and how did you come to be where you are right now? Can you do that in one sentence? Okay. Nobody's yet, nobody's yet managed it in one sentence. I ask for it in one <laughs> sentence and people just ignore that. Like it's not a thing. In one sentence, how did you get to be where you are? If this is what you're looking for, I'd, I'd say this. I moved to Cov, Coventry. I moved to Coventry almost four years ago now because WEC, the mission agency I serve with, relocated its headquarters here. Okay. That's a, that's a free... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's uh, interesting that you called it Cov. You, yeah. So you must be pretty familiar. You must be. What, what do you What do you call somebody who's from Coventry? What is there a? You know, you got Londoners. Ooh, is it just somebody from know. Cov? You look yeah. like you. You sound like you've at least embraced uh, the area <laughs> that you're in. So it's connected with, with WEC. Could you tell us, um, you know, what, what's WEC? For anybody who might not know. So basically, WEC is an international mission agency. 
the main thing they do is um, start church plants where there, right, are, okay. there is no church, basically. They start church. Churches yeah, I think I've seen that as one of your taglines no before. Church. church where there is no church. What we'll do uh, with this podcast is we'll just share we'll share a few links. Dig around at that. You can have a look to see um, WEC and their mission ambitions. Uh, Chris, I want you to imagine, this is impossible, but I want you to imagine a world where a disease comes right out of the blue and it's incredibly contagious and freaks governments and citizens alike out and it spreads around so quickly that everybody's got to stay at home for months maybe even years we all get locked in um so a couple of questions about life in lockdown who are you in lockdown with chris who are you locked in with i live alone and i was living alone before lockdown i think it's kind of it's been a bit more intense, the fact that you can't go out and meet people yeah. and be face to face. Um, in in the autumn, I was in a bubble. Last right. autumn, I was in a bubble with a family for a few weeks, and I went to. They invited me round for a meal and for some games on Fridays. So that was really a blessing. So that's not the case. Yeah, I I unbubbled. The, the bubble pop. The bubble. The bubble pop. <laughs> did it. Is the that... bubble pops because during Christmas I uh, self isolated. If that's the right word. Yeah, there's lots uh, of new terminology <laughs> that there we is... need to get familiar with. Yeah. yeah, basically, I stayed in for 14 days so that I could bubble with my mum and dad, and I did that for a couple of weeks at the beginning of Jan. It's so odd, isn't it? What this climate demands of us and the kind of things it gets us to think about we need to isolate and we need to just pick people that we can spend time with and oh yeah it's it's really tough well i'm glad that you are uh, muddling away th- uh, through this chris that's brilliant okay i don't know if you've um, ordered much online i don't know if you've embraced that world um but let's just say you can order one more package from amazon now you might be in lockdown for I mean, you might be in lockdown for three months. You might be in lockdown forever. What what would you get them to bring you to your door? This is a tough one. Um, I think I'd order. Well, I've got a couple of things, but you only let me have one. I I'm think I'd order. Everyone's got a couple a... of things. Every, it's the first thing everybody says. <laughs> it's like Aladdin and the three wishes. Somebody goes, <laughs> let me just think about if I can have a few hey, more wishes. Friends who's paying, I think, is my be. Um, I think I'd order a giant packet, like like one of those big sacks of rice, but full of coffee beans. Italian <laughs> blend. <laughs> Italian blend, strength for. A lot and of that coffee. That would be amazing. And I could use that on my Dalek looking like coffee grinder thing i've got all right okay so you could stay uh, caffeinated um, yeah right. that would be nice how many coffees are you a day chris oh well not too not too many a couple of coffees in the morning i can't right. have anything in the afternoon or evening otherwise i'm woo-hoo, wired wired <laughs> awake <laughs> right okay well okay so that's a, that's a cool one yeah i think a lot of people would be um similarly uh, grabbing the coffee if they knew they were going to be locked in the house forever. Is there, are you a music lover, Chris? Has there been a song that has been a help to you? Is there anything that you've listened to that's you know got you through lockdown, made lockdown life any easier? 
Yeah, I've listened to I've listened to a song by Lou Fellingham a lot called um, "The Wonder of the Cross," especially in lockdown one. I was playing that quite a lot over and over again. I kind of like the message of God's grace is good to me. There's a line in it: "Your grace is good to me." So good. Great. Um, well, what we'll do is we'll add that. A little song to the links. If you want to listen along to that song, uh, you'll be able to do that. Cool. I think we, you do need a bit of a song to get you through, um, don't you? Um, so, Chris, next question. Who would you let into your... You can have anybody alive. Who would you let into your bubble? Mm. Which might make it quite an intense bubble, actually, given that you're living on your own. That would be... Um, it, it could almost be quite... Because it, like it feels like quite a treat to be able to have anybody in your bubble. But actually, if... It's going to be you and them. <laughs> anyway, who would it be? Well, oh, yeah, it's a tough one. Again, I think I'd have my niece because she had a little baby last May and I haven't seen oh, her yet. What? <laughs> so I'm a oh. great auntie, Chris. <laughs> I, I imagine you're a great auntie, uh, Chris. Anyway, uh, that's really nice. So yeah, that would just be for how old is your niece's child? She's just a baby. Yeah, well, she'll be about six months now. So oh, it's ideal cuddling time. That's yeah. really tough for people, isn't it, at the moment, just not being able to have... I've seen a little bit of that firsthand in my family. Newborns have come along and aunties and uncles and grands and grandpas can't have uh, close contact, can't have a cuddle. It's one of the real strains of lockdown life. But you could alleviate that by um, getting her into your bubble. Great choice, uh, Chris. All right. This is a curveball one. You can have a Zoom chat, a Zoom call uh, with three Bible characters. Um, who would you have and what would you call the chat, Chris? Okay, let's have a think. I think I'd have Dr. Luke. Because Dr. Luke? Dr. Luke, because he, I love, I love his stories. He wonderfully captures Jesus' storytelling. And it's Luke that brings us the prodigal sons, the good Samaritan, the lost sheep, the little guy Zacchaeus. He climbs a tree to make sure he can see Jesus. And yeah, he's, a, he's a great storytelling doctor, isn't he, Luke? He really allows us to see the story. He, he puts us there really well. He's got a real gift uh, with the pen. And, so, and yeah, and he's bothered to include, by God's spirit, some brilliant stories the story of Zacchaeus which means we all get to you know we all get to meet Jesus and encounter him if we can see it through Zacchaeus's eyes and the story of the good Samaritan just um it's a real leveler that one isn't it for um I guess particularly maybe with with your WEC glasses on um looking out at the broader world and different types of people I think it's really easy for all people not just Christians but for all people just to see their own kind and their own you know, communities, and yet uh, the Bible does ask us, doesn't it, through the story of the Good Samaritan and other stories, to look through the eyes of faith, almost that we might need to look beyond that to other other people. So you'd have Doctor Luke yeah, in your bubble love, to, to tell you a story. I love the way he also he's he sees the outsiders. He he brings our attention to the outsider, to yeah. the poor, to the yeah. marginalised. The, yeah. And the women. In, Luke names loads of women in his gospel. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. he always he goes out of his way. I, it, it feels like. I mean, I guess he writes into a culture that would just have women and the outsider, the Gentile, the marginalized were viewed very differently. I think we've maybe come on a little bit in that time, perhaps. Um, but he does really open the door, doesn't he? And he does really embrace, for example, he's keen to say, look, along with the disciples of Jesus and women, um, it's quite a radical statement he makes. I think he says something like, and they were the ones that, you know, financially supported him. And, he, you know, he takes time to put that phrase in there, which makes anyone reading it go, okay, so he's he's trying to, ele- you know, he's trying to elevate uh, women. He's trying to give them their, give them their place, head them in a good uh, trajectory. I wonder yeah. what he'd say now. Chris, I'm, I'm, I think he would similarly <laughs> challenge the um, perceptions of the day as well. He's a good, he's a good doctor in that sense. All right, so yeah. you've got Doctor Luke. Who else have you got? Um, I've got Paul. I think Saint Paul, a Saint friend Paul. of Doctor Luke. I think I don't know. Just he brings us so much, and I think of things like Ephesians, that awesome first chapter. When I think of the way he explains the gospel, the the comfort and the reconciliation aspect of it, you know, the grace and kindness of God to us, the amazing scope of the gospel Paul brings to us, it's uniting reach under Jesus. Yeah, that's a lot. He, he, does, he does bring us the richness and the grace-soaked nature. I think God's spirit really used his gift to share that um, with us. Yeah, his words are so helpful. So you've got Luke... And Paul. One other thing about Paul, if that's okay. I just think sometimes he does get a bit of a bad press, but I think what I love about him when you read between the lines is is just so tender-hearted. He loves the churches. He loves the people. He worries about them. He prays for them and he nurtures them and he, he seems to always take someone along with him. I think that's good. He kind of mentors people. There are, he does there are do many, that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does do that. There are many, many, Mark, Titus, Timothy, Anisimus, all these guys. He has a father-son relationship. You know, outside looking in, it's just his heart for the church, isn't it? And that's a really good model, I think, as well, to be... Um, I don't think I'd be anywhere without people that took an interest in me and mentored me and nudged me along the right path. So you've got Dr. Luke, the Apostle Paul, and one more... Yeah, sorry, I could go on forever because I was going to say, I was also going to say, you could ask things to Paul like, what was your thorn in the flesh? Was it that, Was it your wife? What, <laughs> is that what you think? <laughs> no, I don't actually. And um, what, you know, a lot did of you people make do it think to Spain? That did was. you make it to Spain would be good, yeah. a good one to ask. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. Anyway. You'd, yeah, you'd have, you could have a bunch of questions. What happened? On that road, what was the, what was the bright light? You know, how could you really not see all that while, you know, all, how bad were you? I think that would be, how do you feel about what you did? That would be one of my questions. Because you start, the start of, you know, when you read about him at the start, he's a pretty violent. Yeah. You know, when I read, like when I read through the, the story of Acts, there's a bunch of different ways. I think you can look at the story of Acts and you read your way through it. And this is just a bunch of unlikely people that come to faith. As you, as you make your way through the chapters, this message starts in Jerusalem, then it bursts out into Samaria, and then it keeps going, and then you've got weirder and weirder characters, almost, you know, or less and less likely characters, you know, Simon the Sorcerer, the Ethiopian eunuch, and then you get to, it's almost like the butt of the joke, almost like, you know, the most unlikely guy ever is this murderous, you know, pharisaical guy, 
who ends up being, you know, loaded and soaked in humility and grace. Yeah, he's a great character. And that you're right, he does he does get a bit of a bad press, and it doesn't always come across in his letters that he's stuck in jail, weeping his heart out for the church. But that is that is the guy. Anyway, who who else who else who else are you gonna have? Um, and then I thought maybe Lydia, who was a business lady woman. She is providing yeah. for her family, and that makes me think of so many people are doing that today, especially in majority world. Women are having small enterprises and working and providing to keep their families together. Yeah. I love the phrase, the Lord opened her heart to believe. And yeah. I think I've used that quite a lot to pray for people, prayer request. Um, that that just their hearts will be opened up, yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, and, it, and it's all the God's work, isn't it? It's not us. I think it'd be great to hear about the church plant in her house and who who goes, who attends, and perhaps who's leading that. There's a few hints, I think, in Philippians. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. She'd be a great character, I think, to have a have a chat with. I think any of the women that were involved in the you know in the organisation of the early church, they'd be. They're given a bit of a revolutionary role, I think, certainly for their time. And I think they would be just, you just have a million questions. I wonder what, on the back of how we asked the questions, I wonder what, how we'd go about church and everything else if we could have a chat to some of these, to some of these women. Yeah, she would. And I, I was wondering as well, as you said, as you introduced um, Lydia and mentioned, I think you mentioned, you used the phrase, the majority world before you mentioned her i think i wonder if i wonder if people from other cultures read the story of lydia i'm just thinking when i imagine a businesswoman i have a certain perspective on a businesswoman and i'm guess i'm wondering if if you read that from another part of the world that you might have a different opinion or a different perspective on quite what lydia was doing you know she's she is she is the provider isn't she part of me looks at her and goes oh she's a high flyer and then part of me looks at her and goes I wonder if she's just actually just making the most of her means and has you know has done well for herself. I don't know where you know, where I'd end up with that, but she's a great character. What what would you call this chat, Chris? I think actually they all do know each other. So Luke and Paul went on journeys and travels and adventures together, and then they they both meet Lydia and talk to her. So maybe something like Adventures of Faith. That's a good yeah. That's a good title. It would be a great chat. And I think you'd have a million questions to ask these people. Um, have you have you gleaned any wisdom from lockdown, Chris? Is there anything that you've picked up along the way that you think, oh, this? Given that I've spent this much time on my own, I've learnt this. You know, is is there been any revelations? I think I wish I'd learnt more. <laughs> I'm still learning. Um, yeah. I think life life is short. Life's important, and I think. Enjoy life. Maybe take a risk. <laughs> um, Enjoy life. Take, I think take a risk. God gives us full life in in Christ, and isn't that so amazing? Um, and and to appreciate it, maybe. I think we've done as a society, we've done loads more reflecting than normal, and I think there is a bit of an a uh, you know we're a bit more aware of the seasons around us as we walk around more. We're a bit more aware of the brevity of life as we get this horrific statistic on the news every night and it does cause us doesn't it to be more reflective of life and is it i think the psalmist i think it's the psalmist who says that we should um, be caused he prays to god that he would have cause to number his days 
that he might live wisely. And I think that we've been given in tough circumstances, I think we've sort of, we've absorbed some of that wisdom through what we've faced together. So that's that's your reflection. Is it just take a risk, life short? So there, yeah. that's, there's the wisdom of, um, of Chris Lawrence, guys. How's your faith doing in all of this, Chris? How's your faith helped you out yeah, or has good, it helped you out? Good question. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, we've all had ups and downs, I'm sure. It's a very challenging time. Um, I think a verse I'm amazed by is having my life hidden with Christ in God. And I think there's a, a deep sense of safety in that, in Jesus, that Christ will bring us through this pandemic, through the sadness, through the loss and despair. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Um, my faith, the gospel, there's a profound comfort in it and certainty when so much is uncertain. So and, much um, is uncertain, yeah. And so it's a big wow, really, when you think of that hope. Gospel hope is a certain thing. But, um, yeah, it's very hard now and not saying it won't still be hard. And, you know, it's been desperate for some people and so sad that, that yeah, we have we have this hope, and God's given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that He's going to keep that promise that He will bring us through, bring us to be with Him. And I think when I think of faith, I think family has been very massive, hasn't it? Like we've already said, people miss not being able to see their grandchildren, and I know my parents feel the same. And seeing people, and I think that. The fact that we belong to a family. I'm a, a daughter, a beloved daughter in whom God is well pleased, which is amazing. It's an amazing bit of security. <laughs> yeah, fact, amazing security. And, and it's so, worth just saying these things out loud, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what I've been trying to practice more to sort of say some of these truths out loud and, and preach to yourself a bit and tell yourself. So, faith, Chris, something that gets you through has got you through and also something a little tip along the way is you've um, been learning to try um, and speak you know just speak some of those truths out to sort of help you along your way Chris that's they are golden little treasured insights it's so nice to hear your chat so nice to to know that God's still working away in your life uh, in Cov um, if you're from Christchurch keep Chris in your prayers and thoughts and if you want to check WEC out, please have a look in the no in the notifications below and have a little look at what WEC are doing. This has been Locked In with Chris Lawrence. Thank you for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm.